And the scripture comes from Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 3. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. So we just begun year 2022. So what do you expect in year 2022? Maybe many people expect hope, the end of pandemic, good health, better health, and happy family. New is exciting, but it is uncertain and even fearful because it is the road we've never gone before. Today, we begin a new journey with Ten Commandments. Why Ten Commandments? The Old Commandments. Because we will find the common fate between the people of Exodus and church we are. Which is, we are set free to live free. Let me ask you, are you free? Are you free? And what is a freedom for you, for us? What is a freedom? There are many freedoms, right? People think freedom is a power or right to act, speak, and think as they want without hindrance or restraint. But Bible says different about freedom. In Psalm 23rd, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, I shall not want everything. Being with God is freedom in the Bible. The freedom, actually the freedom is being restrained by God. Abiding God then we don't have a freedom of our own, but God has, and we share the freedom of God, the goodness, the perfect freedom God has. We share that. That's freedom in the Bible. So when people are absent from God, independent from God, they think it is, they have freedom but they are not free. In our own freedom, because in our own freedom, there is no peace. I mean, think about 
freedom, the financial freedom. I mean, who can say I'm, I have freedom with my finance? I have a freedom with my health. Who can really be confident about their health? Right? Everything. Everything. In our own freedom, there's no peace. There is no justice. There are only the defeated and the cold-hearted winner. The rich and the poor. So people keep fighting against each other to win over others, to move up to the next level in the pyramid. But God despises this infinite competition in the pyramid society. Because God always priority onto those the needy and poor, the lowest of pyramid society, the poor and needy. God always concerned about the poor and needy, the losers in this battle. So God said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So still today, the same God surely reacts to the people who are crying and suffering. But in Exodus, I assume you all read Exodus, right? The Moses, the ten plagues, and dividing the ocean, and journeying the wilderness. But in Exodus, God brought them, the Hebrew, the lowest class in the pyramid society in Egypt, that God brought the Hebrew to the unexpected place. Right? God said, I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. Good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites. When I was little, oh, the land flowing milk and honey, that, that means a just perfect place to live. But think about it. You don't need more than milk and honey, right? You need bread. You, we need pork and sauerkraut, right? I'm sure they, the Hebrew, they, they don't eat pork, but... Yeah, we, have, we need everything else, but God said it's special good land with flowing milk and honey. It's very easy to misunderstand in God. 
The meaning is a land of flowing milk, milk and honey. It is nomadic life. It is gathering life. I don't know who ever been here of being nomadic. Right? Living in an RV and you just move place to place without, you know, your job and just permanent place to live and hmm, I don't know. It's it's one of my wish lists when I retire, but hmm, I don't know really. Really living in an RV and just keep moving place to place. Maybe for a while, but not permanently. But God brought them to the, this nomadic life and gathering life. What if there's no honey? You try to gather honey and you know whatever food out there, hunt. But if there you 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 can you got nothing, then what? You starve. And constantly they have to depending on God's grace and mercy, the rain, right? In the desert, it's a harsh life. Again, they left the, the place always as a water, fresh water, and good soil, rich soil. Everything they had, yeah, they're in the slavery, but they had all things they wanted. Right? And even God said, it's a home of the Canaanites, many different tribes. They're mighty warriors. They're strong nations. Why did God bring the Hebrew to the land already occupied? What is that? You're supposed to give us a free land. No one lives. You know, think about it. We became Christian. What's the difference between you became Christian and now? Right? What's the difference? You know, people in the world, they, well, what's different? You still get in a car accident. You still can get cancer, right? You still can get COVID, right? You, can, you still can get, get laid off, right? All the, you know, calamities, you know, we are, you know, vulnerable to. What's different being Christian? We are still dealing with our brokenness of the world and surrounded by the people. Without God, even they are hostile to us, to the believers. Why? Why God brought them to the land, the full of enemies? They're just enemies to defeat. No, God wanted to transform them. God wanted to reap Build a new nation, new kingdom of God in Canaan. Just remove all the natives? No, transform them. Yes, if they don't transform, then remove. A lot of time, like Israelites, we just compromise. Well, they're good people. We don't need to fight. We don't need to kill them. We just rather compromise with the reality. But the people, people 
we're surrounded by there are our responsibility even though they are hostile to us by the infection of God's love we should transform them they are not our enemies we know Jesus died for them as well so we should not follow their way but lead them to God's way that is our calling being called being chosen first redeemed the first to be responsible for the people so the first commandment is we all know you shall have no other gods before me because in Canaan there are there were so many gods in this promised land and they were famous then they've been there for a long time and they're attractive gods because they promise prosperity and security and they're very specific there's so many gods every need they needed they're very specific but what about God this they call Yahweh nobody knows no one knows about Yahweh. He's new. And he's only Yahweh promised milk and honey. But Yahweh, our God, demands much more. God said, follow justice. Justice alone. So that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you justice justice of God Yahweh is different than other gods what is our justice what is our, our justice it's justice for ourselves right defend my interest And my people, my nation, is very self-centered justice. But justice of God is for all. It's not only articulate between the evil enemy and my people, good and evil, but also being responsible to the evil, the enemy, hostile. It was strangers. That's justice of God. Loving them and forgiving them. So it is what we call restorative justice. We define them, they are evil, but we must restore them, redeem them, rescue them, as God did to the Hebrews. So we are basically the EMT for the world. Emergency medical technicians, right? Ambulance. We are the EMT for the world. 
to give this first commandment to be the EMT, to be the healer and restore those people, we must ask ourselves two questions. This is the fundamental question if we worship our God. The first question is God asked human being for the first time, Where are you? Where am I? Yes, we are in Pennsylvania, right? We are in this century. But where are you in your life? Where are you? When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they were hiding from God, right? So God asked, where are you? Because before the sin, they were always in the presence of God. But God is seeking Adam and Eve. Where are you? And God knew they were hiding, right? But God let them know you are created to be with me, abiding me, but now you are not. So, abiding God is the foremost responsibility for us. We are created to be with God. But then when they sin, they couldn't. So, now for us, for church, Jesus came by his death. He restored our capability in the presence of God. So we have a full access to be with God. But where are you? Where are the people? Where are at least Christians? Are we in front of God? Are we sometimes we try to hide from God? And another question is we must ask ourselves is where is our brother? Where is your brother? When Cain killed his brother Abel, God asked Cain, where is your brother? God knew Abel is dead. But God let Cain know his responsibility. The second responsibility of a human being. And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? God said nothing. But in silence, God said yes. Yes, you are. Yes, we are. We are the keepers of the people. We are keepers of the people. The keeper, the word here in Hebrew means maintain, sustain the condition as we are created to. So God created us to be, right? God saw us. It was good. The goodness. Maintain the goodness is what our responsibility for each other. 
It's too easy. It is not our responsibility for the only poor people, needy people. But everyone is not in that condition of goodness as we created. We are created. So it is still saying, church, the Apostle Paul said to church, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Right? To sustain the goodness of the people, we have this freedom. But still we know there are many gods out there. The gods out there, they cheer us up to live only for ourselves and our loved ones and selfish and self-centered way life. They cheer us up. The Satan is, there are cheerleaders for us to live self-centered life. So if we don't know where is our brother or sister, if we don't care, then we are not free yet. We are still confined and under the slave, slavery of Egypt. Sisters and brothers in Christ, Jesus set us free to live free in this wilderness, today's world. Where are you now? Are you abiding God? Are we first church in the presence of God, in front of God? And where are our brothers and sisters? We must sustain their goodness. We know we have our own fight. We, we are keep fighting in the premise society. Right? And we claim that we are free in Christ, but we are still believing and worshiping gods of prosperity and security and stability. But we should not forget about our brothers. We should not forget about, we should be in front of God, abiding God. If we are not in front of God, if we don't know where our brothers and sisters, then we are not free. Remember once again, we are truly free only in the restraint of God. In the restraint of God. Free to love. Free to love God's people. God said, I am concerned about their suffering. What do you concern? Yes, we have our many concerns. The pandemic, our finance, our retirement, you know, our pension, our health. We have so many concerns we have. But once again, we have this special calling, special responsibility that we are called first. We're chosen to call other people. We are called to be the first responder to who is crying out. 
and suffering. You know what? It can be ourselves. Maybe you know most of yourself, myself, if you are crying, I am crying. So we must respond to ourselves first. And our loved ones, our family member, your children, maybe your spouse, your siblings. So we must find ourselves and find others and react to, for their needs. So we are free. We are set free to live free right here and now. Amen.